Yes. Now we in an atmosphere. Woo! I, I don't even need you to stand for the reading of the word because I'm going to preach it as we read it. Amen? Amen. The word for the house and for your life. If you connected to this house, this word is for you. If you visiting and you from another house, this word is for you. Because how many people know that God never does anything by mistake? I want you to grab that person next to you. Just grab them. And say, neighbor, neighbor. God's got this. God's got this. You don't know something, but you just encourage somebody. You just encourage somebody. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father God, that you would use me for this time, that you would speak a rhema word to us at this moment. Open up our ears. We thank you for bringing us through. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for favoring us. We thank you, God, because you have so much more in store for us. We tell you thank you. We thank you that you've been holding off the enemy. We thank you that you've been holding back death. We thank you that you've been healing sicknesses and diseases. We thank you, God, because God, in spite of it all, we know that you have favored us. So we tell you thank you. Now, God, I pray that you would move in this place like never before. Anoint me with the anointing that makes preaching easy. Hide me behind the cross. Let no flesh be glorified. Speak in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Scholars and theologians believe that this psalm was written because of the attacks of the Assyrian army on the people of God. Come on now. This psalm is either God's people coming out or entering into dangerous, life-threatening circumstances. The battles and the trials that we face in life are sometimes consistent. Am I talking to anybody? Some of, some of them are caused by our own decisions and choices, and others are by God's design. But you got to know that God is in it all. Who? He's in it all. This psalm of God is, is representing the presence of God in all the calamities of life. Although we may um, experience a spiritual desert at times. Anybody ever experience spiritual dryness? Some of y'all ain't never been wet, so you don't even know what dry is, but. A spiritual dryness. It, it, it is, but you need to know that it's always God's desire to send the rain. We may feel insecure, unstable, even unsure in this world of uncertainty. But one thing is sure. Somebody say God. God is the only thing sure. Ooh. The word for us next level is never lose sight of who has this. We've been through a lot, ups and downs, the, the ups and downs of life, being able to go through different trials with so many people, feelings hurt, wanting to give up, wondering, is God in this at all? God's got this. So we just want to go ahead and encourage us if we can. So can we exegete this text? Somebody say, let's go to it. Let's go to Psalms 46. The first word says what? God. Stop. If I don't say anything else, that would be enough. God. Look, 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 look at that. Look at that word, God. What is God. Is defined in Christianity. It is the eternal being who created and preserves all things. 
He is transcendent, which means he is wholly independent from material things. Y'all better help me. He is eminent, which means he is involved in the affairs of this world. So he is wholly independent of any material circumstance, but he is involved in all the affairs of the world. God has names who describe who he is. Can we go through a few? I feel like preaching this morning. I got joy all in my soul. Yes. Uh, Yahweh, which, which means self-existent one, means that he existed all by himself. Adonai, which means he is Lord over all. I know you don't think he's in control, but he is Lord over all. He is and Makadesh, Makadesh, which means he is our sanctifier. Rohai, which is our shepherd, Shama, which means ever present, which means he never leaves. Somebody say he never leaves. He's Rafa, which is our healer. He's Teniskadu. I'm going to mess all these words up. The sinner who is our righteousness. He's Jahira, which is our provider. He's Nisi, our banner of victory. Shalom, our peace. Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. Gamoth, our recompense, our avenger. He's Elohim, our creator, all-powerful. Elion, which is most high God. He is Gibbah, our mighty to save. He is Elohim which is everlasting God. He's Ro, which means strong one who sees. And he means he, he, he is ancient of days, which means he existed before there ever was a time that existed. I had to say all that just so we can understand that this first word in this psalm is very important because we're not talking about the false gods. We're talking about God. The one who stooped down in Genesis and made man out of dirt and blew his breath into all creation. That God. The God whose breath we are still breathing to this day that took one breath in over three. Y'all not going to say nothing. That we are still breathing and when you take your last breath it is God taking his breath back or you will be in the presence of God almighty somebody say God but this psalm says God is now this is this is this is very important because he said God is God is that word is it means something it means that it is a present tense somebody say present tense it also means equal to it, it does not say God was. It, it does not say God might. It says God is. Y'all better come on. See, because, because God knows no constraints of time. Everything that God does and everything that God is, is always in the present tense. He, there was never a past with God. There is never a future with God. If God had a start and an end time, he would be in the constraints of time. But he exists outside of time. God is. See, see, he, he is ever, ever, ever in the now. Somebody say now. That's why the Bible says now faith. Now faith is your present faith is what your faith is now is what you need for now. Say it sound like he's saying a lot, but he going somewhere. See, which means that when I'm talking about God and God never has a past or a present, everything God does is now in the now, then I don't have to worry about my past or my future because whenever I'm in God's presence, it's always a now. The reason why you can't operate at your full potential in your now is because you keep looking at your past. Uh-huh. Tell it. Yeah. I, 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 it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Okay, let me prove it to you. 
Jesus Christ the same, God the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes because he always is. The reason why we have trouble in our relationships is because people don't operate on is. And so when you get into a relationship with somebody, they're not doing what they did in the past. And you pull that into the present and you dictate that it's not going to be a good future. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Come on, come on. Is. God is. So he says this. God is what? What? This is very important. See, is equal to. And the reason why, here it is, if you don't get nothing else, what next level is what he's saying to us. The reason why people don't seem to have success in their Christian walk is because they don't know who God is. That's it. See, I'm at, you cannot walk with a now faith believing in a yesterday God. You have to operate like you know who God is. And your today looks troubling because you, you're uncertain about your tomorrow, but God already has your tomorrow set because he is. Whoever God called, he called them to be, and he can transform them to be whatever he called them to be, no matter what they were in, because he is. Only a God who knew who I was in his present tense could call me out of a crack house and say, you are a pastor while I had a pipe in my mouth. Y'all ain't going to say nothing because he is a God who is. And even though you might, God ain't no might. He is mighty to save. So people are not very successful in their Christian walk because they don't know God. Now, I know you've been saved all your life, but do you know there are people who say they are saved and have been walking all their life who do not know who God is? If somebody comes and asks you, why do you believe what you believe? That's why Next Level cannot be an ignorant church, not in this day and time. Do you know what you believe in? The only reason I didn't give a pastor in this church is because I know who he is. In spite of who you was acting like, y'all ain't going to say nothing. So, because we know that he is the I am, <laughs> let, 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 let's work it. So find out what he is. It's descriptive and it's equal. He said God is our refuge. That means that God is my refuge. When I know that God, Elohim, the one who created my sustainer, my provider, he my refuge. Somebody say refuge. I'm talking to those who are in trouble. If you ain't in no trouble, this message ain't for you. But I know I'm in trouble. But God will always see you out of your trouble. He's a refuge. Somebody say a refuge is a place that you can go for safety. A refuge is a place that will shelter you. The reason why the devil keeps whipping some of y'all in your head is because you keep coming out from under the umbrella of safety. Uh, you have found something else to be your refuge. Maybe the arms of some bold big man is your refuge. Maybe it's laying in the lap of Delilah. That's your refuge. You ain't going to say nothing. Maybe it's your diet. That's your refuge. Your, your program. That's your refuge. You ain't going to say nothing. But God said he is a refuge. Where do you go when you're in trouble? Where do you go when you're in trouble? For some of us, it's a bottle of Hennessy. For some, it's, it's an L's. For some of us, what is it that you run to? God is. Yes. <laughs> see, see, all that other stuff ain't. God is a refuge. There's, there's nobody else that can take what God is if God is that. Y'all gonna miss it. Y'all better follow me this morning. If he is the refuge, everything you're going to for self-shelter is a fraud. It can look like it is, but that ain't it. He's not only a refuge, he's my strength. Which means while I'm hiding, he's empowered. And here we go. Let's go to work. Because he says he, he, is, he is a very present help in trouble. He Very present. You ever look at that? You ever wonder why is it very present? 
listen to this deep theological definition of present. Y'all ready for it? Take notes. This is the, the deep theological dissertation that is going to come from the word present. Guess what it means? Not absent. Y'all catch it? <laughs> Did you catch it? That was a lot to write. You want me to say it again? He missed it. He's present means he's not absent, but he's very present. He's not only there, he's all the way there. <laughs> you want a God in your life who's very present. Let me talk to those people. I'm weird this next level. You, you ever been in a fight and you had a bunch of people ready to jump you? And you got some boys or you got your girls with you? And and then a couple of them you can see out of your peripheral as you getting your head hit that the other ones are swinging. And then you can see the other ones who ain't swinging. Uh-huh. See, they weren't very present. <laughs> they were witnesses, but they weren't present. See, you want somebody in your life that's going to enter into the trouble with you. He is a very present help in trouble which means if I'm in trouble I have just given God an assignment why do you keep complaining about your trouble if you're asking for God's presence because God's presence is only there if you're in trouble I ain't gonna say nothing see if you got it God don't need to be there cause you got it God comes to seek and save those who are lost and in trouble. And the problem with your neighbor, not you, is that they don't think they're in trouble. I like to gather myself around people (laughs) who are in trouble. Because I understand that the God I serve is a trouble fixer. So, so when you know who God is, here it is, Sister Montreal, when you know who God is, only then can you have a therefore. <laughs> when you know who he is, you can say, therefore. Uh, therefore is in spite of. <laughs> therefore is even though. Even though, See, he's going to be with me in trouble, so therefore, in spite of, in spite of the diagnosis, in spite of the checkbook, in spite of what my kids are doing, therefore, the therefore can only be there if you know who God is. Amen. So, so he says, the writer says, since I know who God is, I will not fear. See, what we know is designed to penetrate our will. Did y'all catch it? He said, I know who God is. Therefore, my will says I will not fear. Why? He has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. If I don't have fear, where is it coming from? It's not mine. It comes from Satan. Because the only thing that can torment your faith, your now faith, is a present fear. So the enemy has to design a circumstance in your life to make you get afraid. At something you can't swing at. Something you can't touch. Something your bank book can't fix. That's trouble. So he says, we will not fear. And now it's going to get a little deep. We almost done. Even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the sea, and though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, that's why we're not going to fear. The writer says, when I know who God is, I'm not going to fear elements. Because <laughs> if I have faith, I could say that this mountain be moved. If the water is shaking, I don't got to worry about it because if I have faith, I can walk on. We don't have that type of that ain't good that ain't good preaching because people don't really believe they can walk on water. People don't believe they could talk to animals. People don't think they could speak to a mountain. But when Jesus walked this earth, he talked to a tree. Said be cursed. 
He didn't tell his disciples, we're going to curse the tree. He told the tree, you're cursed. And the tree understood the curse. When the waters was raging, he said, peace, be still. And when Jonah was acting stupid, he said, well, catch him. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. See, we are designed to have that same power. But you don't know who your God is. And so when the enemy designs something, you get afraid because there's stuff shaking all around you. You ain't going to say nothing. What What has the enemy been shaking in your life? You don't have to fear because verse 4 says, there is. Not only is he, but there is. Now watch this. This is why we got to understand God got this. There's a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle, the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. This might be the wrong message. See, if I was preaching this in another church, they'd be running all over the place. Then I tell you, but but here it is. You get good preaching every week. You don't know how to act. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Where is this river? This is heaven. These are these are the streams that flow directly from the throne room of God. Study your word. You remember in Genesis when God created four rivers, one each and one, and all four rivers were to hit. The Garden of Eden represents heaven. Y'all better help me. Y'all better help me. When Adam was at his right state, he had all access to everything. There was nothing that he needed because there was rivers flowing. Y'all not going to say nothing. Y'all not going to say nothing. And see, when you get in trouble, it's because things are shaking and the enemy is threatening you with dryness. Do you understand that the people of God always felt threatened when things got dry? That it had always something to do with rain and God closing up the heavens so that nothing can grow. What, 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 what scares us most is when things get stagnant and they don't look like they're going anywhere. But God says there is a river <laughs> whose streams shall make us glad. If I'm in that place of refuge and I'm holding on to my strength and I know God is my provider and that he's going to take care of everything I know, I know that the river's got to flow. What? Listen, listen. If, if, if there's a river that's not flowing in your life, what has developed the dam in your life? What, what, what has stopped the flow of God in your life? You ain't going to say nothing because people have been stopped up because they don't know who God is. When you don't know who somebody is, you play with him. I try not to go down this street because if you really knew who God is, you stop playing with him. When you, when you play with God, you think you give him just enough to make him think, you you good. I did my deed for the day. You don't know who God is. Because you think your deed counts. I'm, I'm here to drop something on you. God does not need you. You need him. God has given us a time stamp on breath so that we could figure out we need him. Now you keep dating him if you want to. God ain't looking for a date. He's coming back for a bride. Y'all better come on up in here. So you can't flirt with God. Because he knows everything about you. Makeup ain't going to fix it. 
Losing weight ain't going to fix it. Thank you, Lord. A brother shared a testimony with me. He said, you know, I, I was this, this uh, friend of his from back when. Beautiful, beautiful, model beautiful. All right. And she was cooking. And I guess there, there was a grease fire burned half of her face. But she said she she knew she found God and where other people would be ashamed to post because of her imperfection. She's she's posting and letting people know that external beauty is fleeting. And the people that were in her life when she was beautiful left her in her struggle. Do you know God could allow one accident in your life? To make you reevaluate your whole life. That's right. Never put God second. Never. So God is in the midst, and these people are in trouble. But here goes the heavy point. Let me listen to that shift because I don't want me just think about that. Let that sit marinate for a little while. Amen. He said he's going to help her. Somebody say help. help. Next level, you know we need help, right? Amen. But he, the help is only going to come just at the break of day. That that when God shows up is when it's darkest. That midnight hour. Just when you felt like giving up. Weeping lasts for a night. But joy. Come. See when God is breaking something. We we want God to break the atmosphere. But God wants to break us. Your change can come when you decide to be broken. We want God to break circumstances, but we don't want him to break us. God, break the curse over my money. How about tithe? Break this over here in my family. Why don't you be nice? It's funny that whenever we want God to do something in our life, he gives us direction to go do something. That's right. Father God, I pray that you would break the curse over my cousin. I pray that they would understand how stingy and how mad and how mean they're acting. Then he tell you, go over there and forgive them. That was the devil. Okay. Breaking. Break a day. So after break a day, the nations raised, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. Somebody say, God spoke. We're closing. And the Lord who is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. Thank God. Let me read that again. Verse 7. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come on, Bible scholars. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Not the God of Israel. The God of Jacob. The God of the deceiver. The God of the... The God of, see, see, there it is. When people want to come to you and say, God only hears a sinner. God doesn't hear sinners. Well, who are you hearing? That means he ain't hearing none of us. None, not a one. Because the Bible says if you say you have not sinned or you're not a sinner, that makes you a liar. So by that definition alone, you a sinner. The only perfect one was Jesus. We are being perfected. I'm not everything that I'm going to be, but I'm not what I used to be. There have been some breakings in my life. Because I know who God is, I get in line. He's who I run to. 
I just learned to stop running to him after and before. Because if he's a present help in prayer, a very present help in trouble, why is it we do the trouble, then go to the help? Y'all better come on. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we, if we know where we're going to end up anyway, start off there. Ooh. So he says he's uttered his voice and the Lord of the God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. Look at what you're looking at. Look at your neighbor and say, that's the works of the Lord. Yeah, come and behold. See, the reason if, if more of us would just come, we could see the works of the Lord. God ain't trying to build a car. He don't care about your Benz, your Bentley, your nice. He don't care about none of that. He don't care about your house. He don't care about your wife, your husband, your job, your career. He don't care about none of that. He is working on you. Yes. When God says, look at my work, he's looking at you. And he chooses those who were considered foolish to confound the wise. So why can't we understand how to appreciate who God chooses? Next level, what sets this ministry apart is because we're not going to look down our nose at nobody. All we got to do is look down the road. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't all that. I know you think you are, but you are not. You better tell him, I don't care if it's your wife. Tell her, you are not all that. Amen. God's doing work. And some of y'all are crazier than others. Ain't the sharpest Pringle in the jar? And I know you ain't if he got this Frito-Lay preaching to you. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. He uses the crazy to preach to the crazy. You can't deliver what you've been through. Well, if unless you've been through it, <laughs> you don't become that serum. You know, we, we don't know who God is. God is doing something with us, so he can't use you if you don't want to say it'll be that trophy. If you all the time is, uh, uh, you're, if you always in the third heaven. Come on. All right. You know, no English but tongues. How are you going to save them? So he pulls you out of something to send you back in something. So that, come on, y'all, we're there. Y'all, we're there. I took a picture with the detective that I ran from when I was on the block. He said, man, God did something with you. Because I could have been cuffed. And he didn't even know that when he was letting me out the car, that he was letting the child, that God was telling him, you got to let him go. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Ain't that right? That's amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. That, that, God, so, because God knows that, okay, if I pull him out, so now he got me preaching to y'all. I'm just asking y'all to go find some more crazy people. God, that's all I'm asking. Oh, Oh, help us, God. I I hope y'all getting what God is saying to us. So uh, let's close. Here it is. Number verse Come and behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease and the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He cuts it. He burns the chariot in fire. And then verse 10, listen to this. Be, who else is that preaching? What are you doing? Playing something? You got background music going on? Be still. Somebody say, be still. That is not the same be still that is in Exodus. All right? God's got this. Be still. I didn't forget what the word is. God's got this. Be still. This be still is not stand still. It's be still. When God told them to stand still, 
It was because God was about to perform something that they had to watch. When he says, be still and know who God is. He's telling us to let go. That, that word, be still, means let go. He didn't tell the ones in Egypt to let go. Because they had a lot. They were coming out with the wealth of Egypt. For all those talking about you just need the word and you don't need no money. <laughs> That's a whole nother sermon for another day. Right? Because it would have been a lot easier for them to run without all that stuff. Certainly God could have brought them across and then gave them some stuff. But God said, I want you to take what they took. That's right. And it might be hard to carry it, but it's yours. Y'all ain't catching it. See, see, whatever you're carrying is what the enemy wanted to steal, but you got to carry it because it's yours. Be still and know that I am God. Let go. He's telling us that at next level in this season, we got to let go of some stuff in order to see who God is in our life. We got too much baggage. Let go. And the reason why we can't do all the great exploits that God wants us to do, but we're going to do it now because we got to let go. Tap your neighbor, say let go. Let go of your attitude. Let go of your false way of thinking. Let go of what you want to do. God spoke to me. Let go. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? That when Moses was leading the people out, he let them out. God told Moses where to go. The people said, Moses, we'll follow you. They followed Moses. Where are we going? Promised land. Yay! God is talking to Moses. Then they walk around this mountain, and God starts separating everybody, right? And then God stopped the manna because they were complaining. Look at your neighbors. They stopped complaining. Because the manna has ceased, right? And then they said, as soon as as soon as people start dying and everything get get bad, see <laughs> y'all gonna catch it. See, before they was hearing God for themselves. <laughs> but when all hell broke loose, they said, Moses, pray to God. Oh <laughs> yes. Right? And tell him to stop this. But you got direct line. Let go. That's that whole axe. Let go. They were willing to let go of what they had. Be still. We cannot do kingdom work with what you got in your hand. Because we have now learned how to let go. And we may function, but we're not letting go. Some of us are still holding on to hurt. Let go. So some of y'all allowing the enemy to mess with you right now. You know, the two people that got the plaques. That's why you got to be careful about honoring people. Not here at other people church. All right, just I'm just giving y'all this. Not us, other people church next door. All right, so <laughs> you got to be careful with honoring people because when you honor people, it puts targets on their back. Why they get it? They must be in this clique. I've been here longer than them. See, that's why I want to get out of this church. Because nobody appreciates me. Whoa! But I just canceled that assignment. 
I just, I just canceled that one right there, right? So now you know what to go after. So when you hear it, you can just go ahead and kick that little devil out. You know what? And be like, I thank God. That God, that's what well, I think. See, when they did the banquet for me and they said they honoring pastors, they weren't honoring me. They were honoring us. Y'all better help me up in here when you start understanding that we are connected and I got to let go of the way I think, the way I act, the way I do things. If we are ever going to do anything big for the kingdom, you got to let it go. You got to let your schedule go. It's like everything come to block all your stuff. This was our anniversary. You got to say, I'm letting that go. That ain't important. That ain't important. My relation, I know who God is. And if it wasn't for God, that's why I tell my job. I, even though I don't work on Sundays, if I had a job and they asked me to come in, I ain't coming in on no Sunday. I ain't coming in on no Thursday. You know I got to be in church. And you going to fire me? Fire me. Because God will open up another door. But I'm going to stand and seek y'all. See, y'all don't like that type of preaching because you ain't never had to walk that. You want God with no sacrifice. God with no sacrifice. Next level, we can't do that. This is not a church for that. I ain't mad at you if you can't handle that. But it costs me everything to serve God. And he's still working on me. So you can't do God halfway up in here. You can't do it. You either not gonna like me because I'm gonna call you straight out. And he not he don't love me. I do love you, and I love me more. You ain't gonna say nothing, <laughs> right? I just realized this, Mama, and it came to me. I had to drop. I meant to say it. I realize now. You did not kick me out. I always say, she kicked me out 50. I, I get it. Finding all the stuff now. You got to get out. You didn't kick me out. You trusted God with me. So that I could learn who I needed to trust. And no, it wasn't the circle of friends that I was hanging out there with. That's why, kids, we, we ain't sitting there talking about what we don't know, trying to control your life. But we already know. We know how to identify snakes. Listen, listen, and we too crazy to not have discernment. You don't need to have a dream about somebody on your road. I ain't mad at you if you dream, because the crazy is right in front of you. You don't even hide it. I don't need no spiritual prayer to figure out what you're going through. I'll go right down your aisle and tell you everything about you. Everything. That's a scary gift. That, that's a scary gift. Remember when we first started the church, they was always coming to the altar. They wanted a word and God was speaking. And they were, ooh, and then you see that day they stopped coming. <laughs> they stopped coming, didn't they? We got some of everything up in here. And you ain't got to wait for me to call it out from above this pulpit. Because whatever your neighbor don't let go is tying to you. Whatever they decide they're not letting go is keeping you held back. And we can't make head ground because nobody wants to operate as one. And we say we want to get our communities right. They don't know who God is. The church, the community don't know who God is because the church don't even know who he is. So they see division in the church. That's why I ain't even with marching and all that. Because you're not, see, here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to drop this and we're going to go home. We're going to eat some cake. We got lovely cake. We're going to have a good time. But catch this next level because we we moving. We can't change the block. 
See, see, when you understand that, you can start doing things that are effective. Did you catch it? You, you want to know why? You know, you want to know why? It has nothing to do with the lack of power. See, it's about territory. It's about knowing territory. When we go down the block and we pray and we talk to the brothers and those who are caught out in the neighborhoods, they'll receive and we walk in power because we don't come in fear. And we'll pull. See, the job is to pull them out from off of the street and get them in here where they can be trained on how to live. But we are so uncomfortable being around people who are still struggling through issues because we haven't handled our own. That we find it repulsive to have somebody in our midst who smell like weed. Because you remembering how you used to roll, you ain't gonna say nothing. And the reason is this, you would have to stay on the block 24-7 like they do in order for them to not be there. So we just go for a moment, but those who are on the block, that's where they are 24-7. And now the fight is even deeper because of social media, you don't even see brothers really on the block no more, do you? People don't stand on the corners no more. The wars that are fighting in the streets are, are stemming from off issues that are happening behind closed doors through social media. It's a whole new fight. And unless you understand the fight, you'll never win the war. So we got to understand our mission. God is going to work through us, but we got to be together in what we do. We got to support what we do. We got to love what we do. We got to pray for what we do. Yeah. And we got to trust God with the results. Yeah. Otherwise, we become just like the other churches that ain't doing nothing. And I refuse to be part of something that ain't doing nothing. The enemy is trying to keep them down. Went to the jail this morning and they went on lockdown on us. Had a word. Them brothers wanted to get that word and, and they went on lockdown. And I was sitting there. I said, it's amazing how it's right, right when God wants to speak. That's when everything comes in your life. Think about it. Think about it. Yes, yes. Your schedule could be blank as soon as you put God in that in that schedule. Right. Here come all hell. Yep. And you have to make a choice. Who God is. It's all a question about idols. You know that, right? That's why I put on, I put, I think I put on, I said, listen, whatever, whatever your dad, whatever you wake up in the morning thinking about, whatever you go to bed thinking about, whatever's consuming your day, whatever's getting all your money, that's your God. Whoo, I know y'all, that's why I had y'all shout before I preached. <laughs> but that's your God. I'll never have to think about buying candy, right? That whole draw designated candy. I'm trying to do better. I ain't even going to sit up here and lie, but I'll never have to think when I pull my money, I have to pay for that candy. Yeah. There's joy yeah. <laughs> when I'm buying that candy. You ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> but buy something for the church? Oh, God. What? How much is this hot dog? Where's it going to? Where the money going to for this hot dog? <laughs> you won't find out anything about that 75 cent. 
Let's give God some praise. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. Uh, please give God some praise. Let, listen, I'm, you know why I'm happy? I'm going to be real with you. We talking. I'm happy that I don't got to preach about sex no more. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Like, like for seven years, the message was just sex. <laughs> like y'all couldn't keep, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> like, is it ever gonna change? And 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 now it's just on. Can we get commitment? Y'all got y'all got pass. I think a little bit. Some of y'all still struggling with the sex. Every now and again, he'll trip it on you. But but now it's just okay. Get, get the level of commitment. And and here's the joy in this. And I promise you, so the, so the guests don't think we just so really off the hook. <laughs> Here's the joy in this. God is preaching a message of commitment. And listen, th- this, is, this is grown up word. It's hard to swallow. But he's preaching it to a young congregation. Y'all, y'all missed it. A young congregation. See, Deja, you are getting word that people who are 50 and 60 can't swallow. So when that generation gets our age, It's about legacy. I'm really finding that out. It's about. It's not about us. Cause 50 years old, we we on the. Uh, I ain't gonna let nothing steal my joy. Y'all gonna really think I'm off the hook? Shoot, I didn't think I was gonna live past 13. I thought I was gonna be in a box. But y'all gonna be ready. Cause y'all fighting a new devil. Y'all got to be. So to God be the glory. Amen. And I hope y'all learned from the messages that we preached seven years ago about the sex. Yeah. I'm coming here 18 night. I thank God my daughter ain't pregnant. Thank the Lord. And I wouldn't throw her out if she was, but she she done seen enough of y'all. I knew it was going. I knew they was going to be sharp when they say, "Pal, Dad." But then you just preach about that. So why are they doing it? When you, when a nine-year-old say that to you, you really got to check some stuff. Father, is there anybody in here that does not know Jesus? You don't know who God is and you need a relationship with God. 